Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Regional Australia is home to more than 9 million people and accounts for around a third of the national workforce, generating about 40% of Australia's economic output. But it comes with a unique set of challenges, distance, infrastructure, natural disasters, just to name a few. I wanted to look today at the future of regional Australia, how it's changing and what needs to happen to maximise the economic potential of our regions. Liz Ritchie is the CEO of the Regional Australia Institute. Liz, welcome to Fear and Greed. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Now, I did go through some of the stats at the beginning, but just explain what regional Australia is and where remote Australia fits into that and kind of also how we should think about the urban fringes. Mm, absolutely. Look, there are there isn't one set definition. That's probably a reasonable starting point. But as Australia's only institute dedicated to rural and regional Australia, our definition is anything outside of the major capital cities. But as you've rightly pointed out, when we talk regional, we also talk rural and remote. And it's anything but homogenous. Regional Australia is so diverse. And that's really what makes our work so important, but equally so interesting because, you know, it's home to more than, uh, as you've rightly pointed out, more than 9 million people and that number is set to grow and, you know, we have at least a third of the national workforce and we believe there's a really big shift on the horizon and we have an opportunity like never before to capitalise on that opportunity for rural and regional Australia, which will have benefits for the whole nation. Okay. Do you think Regional Australia gets a fair, rural and regional Australia gets a fair go? Look, it's a loaded question. It is. (laughs) Look, I I think, you know, there is so much more that we can be doing. And unfortunately, rightly or wrongly, it's a very challenging area in terms of, you know, the issues that we see in rural and regional Australia. And so, you know, we'll be getting into this, but the, the regional, this is why we did the work within the regionalisation ambition because, you know, what we've what we've continued to see is, is a sectoral siloed approach to regional development, which means that none of the issues that are absolutely cross-cutting and intersecting are being addressed simultaneously. And so without addressing them in, in a sort of systemic, systemised way, you continue to have these inequities. And I guess that is what comes through in the ambition that in many respects, whether we like it or not, parts of rural and regional Australia, not everywhere because it's so diverse, but parts are very much, you know, lagging. And we do have those inequities uh, that have been in place for a long time, be it education attainment, be it health outcomes. We know that there are entrenched issues that need addressing. But very difficult. I mean, I grew up in, in central west New South Wales and I came to, I went to Sydney to go to university and kind of never left. And many of my peers did exactly the same thing. It is very difficult to address some of the stuff you're talking about. It might be infrastructure, so it might be roads. It actually might be telecommunications. It might be a health network, you know, the facilities to look after kids that are two years old and, you know, aged that are 90 years old in the country, certainly they don't have the resourcing as in the city. And on a needs basis, it's really hard to solve this. We couldn't agree with you more. And and this is why, you know, the, the formation of the Institute was, 
was a pivotal step. And look, we sell it where we like to say, think of ourselves as 11 years young. And, you know, these are really complex issues that require a whole of government and a bipartisan approach. I mean, we want to remove the politics from this. We want to ensure that there's a shoulder-to-shoulder collective and collaborative action with industry, with regional communities and with government. But it needs a whole-of-government approach. And, you know, we can't just run the opportunities through the Department of Regional Development. We need to look at how we have a strategy for regional Australia that's led by our Prime Minister. We know that he doesn't want to leave anyone behind and he's an exceptional opportunity for our new government to undertake a different way to approach regional development. Okay, so what are you talking about specifically? What are the things that you would like to see the government, whichever government's in at the time, what do you want them to do? Well, first and foremost, I mean, we've outlined this in our regionalisation ambition. We've got five pillars uh, looking at whether it's population, jobs and skills, livability, innovation, productivity uh, or sustainability and resilience. And, you know, this is our framework. I imagine a government would approach it in its own way. But the opportunity is to look at each of those pillars and uh, work through where are we being held back? So if you're thinking about you know, digital inclusion within livability. Uh, We know that regional Australia lags in terms of digital inclusion. So what is it that we need to do as a government to approach that? Equally, when we talk jobs and skills, we've got an enormous investment and work being done across the nation in a a very collaborative way on jobs and skills, but there isn't a strong regional lens to any of this conversation. In the same light, we talk a lot about international migration We've seen an uplift in numbers. This is incredibly important. We've also seen an uplift in the allocations towards uh, regional areas for regional visas. This is great, but we need to see more. So wherever there is uplift and wherever there are new policies, we want to ensure that there's a, there is a strategy that looks at all of these issues through a regional lens as opposed to an agricultural lens, a mining lens, a jobs and skills lens. It has to have a regional strategy that is holistic and looks at these issues in a simultaneous way because you can't get the people that you need to fill the jobs if you don't have the housing to support them in their move. Stay with me, Liz. We'll be back in a minute. My guest this morning is Liz Ritchie, CEO of the Regional Australia Institute. What about the pandemic? Did it make a difference? We heard all about the tree changes and sea changes, and certainly I have friends who moved out of cities to commute happily or uh, telecommute. Has that made a difference? Look, it's made. I think it's made a, a huge difference in that for the first time, we saw a seismic shift in the way we as a society thought about work. So as an institute, we've been advocating for remote and flexible work since our our genesis, but that's been slow. We as a nation have been very slow. When you you even look across the globe uh, and how big business has worked for a long time in in Europe and other countries. So Australia really was lagging and and unfortunately it's taken a, a global pandemic to bring us up to speed. And so we don't want to go backwards. We know that the numbers that we've seen leaving, people have been voting with their feet. And our research has told us that, you know, one in five Australians want to make that move. 
They want to get out of the, the city and the congestion. They want less debt and they want less anxiety and they see uh, living in rural and regional Australia as, as a huge opportunity for them to get the life they've dreamt of whilst maintaining their career. That last part is really important. I mean, we, you can buy a house in regional Australia much cheaper than the capital city, extremely livable. If you've got kids, it's a fantastic place and often education in certain cities and they've got great schools and things like that. But if you can maintain your job, like the employment opportunities seem to be a really critical part of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good news is that there are more jobs in regional Australia than there's ever been before. I mean, you know, prior to Christmas, we we just tipped under 100,000 jobs available. And these are advertised jobs. And the majority of those jobs are professional, well-paid positions. So, that dimension is very much available for those willing and wanting to make the move and have their job in situ. So there's an enormous opportunity there. Um, But to your point about somebody moving with their current role and continuing to advance their career, we've still got some work to do. We've got some big corporate organisations, you know, leading the charge here. Some of our corporate members like uh, Telstra have work from anywhere policies, KPMG, uh, All Roles Flex, etc. We see other organisations like Adlesian, location agnostic. So we've got some big brands really leading the charge here, but there are others lagging and there is a debate about, you know, time in office and time in face-to-face and I know what it's like to work remote. I have a team uh, and manage remote team because I have a a diverse and spread team across the country. And it is quite, you know, it's quite personal. What works for one person doesn't work for another. And it's a transition. It's a change, uh, but it's certainly not impossible. And, And if the individual, the employee and the employer are motivated and communicating, there's no way that it shouldn't work. What about, I mean, the, I suppose for me, if I think of moving back to the country, medical services, and again, I think of lots of current issues, things like mental health services and things like that are difficult to access in some country towns. And then education, and I think education is probably improving. But I don't know, I suppose they worry me. I mean, what should we be doing to improve those services in regional Australia? Well, to your point, I mean, they are a worry and we do know and we, we highlight this in, in our ambition, but they are changing as well. So here again, health services, I mean, you know, we're headquartered out of Canberra and I, I live here with my family and it's impossible to get into a GP for two weeks. Yep. So it's not a situation that is only being felt by regional Australians. I think, you know, we know across the country we've got a jobs and skills issue and trying to meet the demand of the services is a big issue for for our, <laughs> our political leaders uh, and for all of us in, invested in this. Uh, when it comes to delivery of, of health and health services, I think we've made some advancements because of COVID. Again, it's that flexible remote delivery. Uh, and I don't think telehealth or virtual health is the answer to everything. But I do think that technology and digital access is a huge enabler. And, and we've got to embrace that. And we've got to continue to invest in that digital access. Liz, good luck with it. And thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. Thank you for having me.
That was Liz Ritchie, CEO of the Regional Australia Institute. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your day.